want Brother Easter to just come and take his liberty. Amen. And preach whatever the Lord has put on his heart. Amen. Would you make Brother Mike Easter feel welcome at First Pentecostal? God bless you. We love you. Something just gets a hold on me whenever we get to talking about going home to be with Jesus. Something just gets a hold on me. Hallelujah. Because that's going to be a great, great day. Amen. And as we get closer and closer to the coming of the Lord, the things of this world get less and less attractive. I'm getting to the point where I, I, there's not much here worth staying here over. I want to be with him. I want to be with him. Hallelujah. And there is, there is an, an, an urgency in the air. There is an alarm that's going on. This gospel is being preached not only from the pulpits of our churches, but if you have a listening ear, it's being preached all over the news. It's being preached through politics. It's being preached through the condition of the world. And what is the message? The message is clear. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. It doesn't matter who gets the White House. Jesus is coming. It doesn't matter the state of the economy. Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. And we're living in an hour now, my brothers and sisters, my friends, that it is imperative that we make our minds up whether we believe it or not. Amen. There are some that have chosen not to believe. There are some that have chosen to remain in a state of just, they just want to be ignorant. They don't want to know. They don't want to know. But I believe we got a group of people here this, today that's saying, man, if, give me the word. I want to hear it. Amen. I want to get myself ready. I want to be prepared. Hallelujah. Because it is closer than you think. I'm so privileged to be here today, and thank you, Pastor and Bishop, for the invitation to be here. That choir, that song just did it. I wasn't even thinking about preaching this, but that song did it. So I want to invite you to go with me to the book of 1 Thessalonians. Man, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. It's time to get ready, folks. 1 Thessalonians. The fourth chapter. I'll be reading from verse number 13 to verse number 18. The great apostle Paul writing to the saints. First Thessalonians 4 beginning in verse number 13. Everyone say amen. amen. 
Paul said, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, those that have passed on, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe, if we really believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or we shall not hinder them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall, not might be, shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. Pastor, you know that tells me when Jesus come back, it's going to be loud. Hallelujah. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. I had someone tell me one time, says, the Bible is such an old book. It is so antiquated. How can the Bible relate to us now in this day? How is the Bible relevant to those of us that are alive in 2016? Listen, this is how the Bible is relevant. Verse 17. Then we which are alive. We which are alive. Anybody here alive? And remain shall be cut up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Verse number 18. Wherefore or because of this comfort one another with these words. Hallelujah. Comfort one another with these words. No matter what you're going through, I got a word of comfort for you. It won't be much longer now. No matter what trials you may facing, I got a word of comfort for you. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, it's all going to be over. We're going to be with Jesus, and we're going to be with him forever. Somebody say it's going to happen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And so in the next few moments we have in this church service, I want to talk to you. I want to encourage you to be rapture ready. To be rapture ready. I'm looking at a congregation of people, and if I was to ask for a show of hands, how many today want to go to heaven to be with the Lord? Would you raise your hand? Hallelujah. The sad truth is, everyone's not going. We've got to be rapture ready. Holy God of heaven, we thank you for your word that is settled, Lord. We thank you, Lord, God, for being in our midst today. 
Lord, I'm just a person. I'm not perfect. I'm just an instrument, Lord. But I'm asking you to use me this morning. Speak through me to somebody. Let your word get into their ear and their heart and their spirit. Help us to wake up in this end time, Lord. We're never going to have church as usual again. But God, every moment, every opportunity, Lord, is an opportunity for you to come back. I pray for every backslider to turn around. I pray for every lukewarm Christian to get on fire. I pray for people to put away the weight that so easily beset us, Lord. And run this race in Jesus' name. And everyone say, in Jesus' name. And now I want you to clap your hands to the Lord like he's coming back in the next three minutes. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Praise his name forever. Hallelujah. God bless you and you may be seated. Jesus is coming. He promised he would return. But there are many scoffers in the land. There are many questioners in the land. And they're asking, where is the promise of his coming? For things are continually to go on as they have from the beginning of time. But the Bible tells us that God is not slack concerning his promise. But he is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish. The reason the Lord has not come back yet is because he's still giving somebody another chance. He's not come back yet because there's a teenager that needs to get their life right today. He is holding off, amen, until we get ourselves together. I thank God for long suffering. I thank God for his patience. The Lord could have come back a long time ago. When you look at God's time clock, amen, when you look at all the prophecies in the scripture, I am convinced that the coming of the Lord, the timing of his return has already come and it's already gone. We are living on borrowed time. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, 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 I remember I'm thinking about when you get the bill in the mail. Anybody get bills in the mail? When you get that bill in the mail and you open up the envelope and it says due date. Amen. And then if you don't pay it by the due date, they give you a grace period. A little extra time. Brothers and sisters, I'm feeling like the due date has already passed. The Lord should have come back for the church maybe a few years ago. But I believe he's given us a grace period. He's given us a little more time. This is not an hour to play church. This is not a time to look for entertainment in the pulpit. This is a time to put on the whole armor of God and examine ourselves and make sure that we are ready for the coming of the Lord. For he is surely to return. Hallelujah. The thing that, that bothers me, the thing that concerns me, my brothers and sisters, is that I feel like we have heard Jesus is coming so many times that it doesn't seem to affect us as much as it used to. They have been waiting for the return of the Lord from back in the days of the apostles. 
The apostle John thought he would see the day of the coming of the Lord. The apostle Peter thought he would see the coming of the Lord. Paul said his, his coming is nearer than what we believe. It's closer than you think. We've heard sermons on the coming of the Lord. We've heard songs on the coming of the Lord. Hollywood have made movies about the coming of the Lord. Then there have been some that have the audacity to put a date on the coming of the Lord. And the date has come and the date has gone. But that doesn't change the fact he is still coming back for people that have made herself ready. He's coming back for a church that is on fire. He's coming back for people that's watching the eastern sky. And it's going to happen in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. I am more convinced now than I've ever been that these truly are the end times. The end times are not coming we are living smack in the middle of the end times. All the signs, all the prophecies preceding the rapture of the church has already taken place. I believe the greatest event on God's calendar is the snatching away of the bride of Christ. Everything is set. We're living in a number system. Every one of us has a number. It's already here. I believe the Antichrist is already alive, but he dare not reveal himself, not yet, because there's one greater that's still here. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But I think everything is in place and everything is in order, amen, preceding the coming of the Lord. Jesus himself in the gospel of Matthew was speaking to the disciples and was telling them, about the time, the end time. They asked him, Lord, when will all these things be? Jesus said, watch for these signs. Nations shall rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. Pestilence. What's pestilence? All kinds of diseases will begin to appear. There will be signs in the heavens and signs upon the earth. There will be complexity in the world. Men's hearts failing them. Fear of stuff that's coming. The Lord said, when you see these things, look up. For your redemption is drawing nigh. Amen. But then he also said, but of that day and of that hour, knoweth no man. Hallelujah. Nobody knows when he's coming back. Well, somebody may ask me, well, Brother Easter, what are you hollering for? You don't know. Somebody said, Brother Easter, you don't know. Y'all rough, y'all rough. You don't know the day. You don't know the hour. How can you stand in that pulpit and tell us that it's closer than what we believe? The scripture is true. Jesus said of that day, and of that hour knoweth no man. But know this. There are some things you're not going to know. There are some things you better know. He said, but know this. If the good men of the house had known in what watch the thief would come. 
he wouldn't go to sleep but he will stay awake to make sure his house is not broken into the Bible says Jesus is coming like a thief in the night we don't know the hour we don't know the day but we can know the watch we can know the watch hallelujah what does it mean the watch he's not talking about that instrument on your wrist when Jesus said the watch he's talking about what well actually it was a originally a military term in the military they had a specific period of time they called a watch when a sentry would stand guard he would take the first watch so what is a watch a watch is a designated segment of time. So you have one watch, someone else will take the second watch, someone else will take the third watch. A watch is a designated segment of time. Jesus said you don't know the day, you don't know the hour, but you can know the designated segment of time learn the parable of the fig tree when the leaves are yet tender you know that summer is near what are you saying Lord he's saying look at the fig tree many theologians believe the fig tree represents the Middle East the nation of Israel God is saying watch the Middle East keep your eyes on Israel that's my time clock for the world when you see things happening in the Middle East it's time to perk up when you see things going on in the Middle East it's time to pay attention if something's getting ready to happen your deliverance is near brothers and sisters we are there we are there today we are there in that designated segment of time he went on to say it's like a woman in birth pains thank God for you women if it was up to men to have babies it wouldn't be no population explosion I don't know how y'all do it Jesus said like a woman about to have a child. That's how the signs are going to be. We had a young girl back at our church years ago. Newlywed. All excited. A few months after she got married. She went to check herself at the doctor's office. He announced to her that she was expecting. She was so excited. Came to church that next Sunday. In a maternity dress. girl came walking up with a big old smile on her face flat as she can be with a maternity dress and some of the sisters started laughing you know she has on a maternity does she know that's a maternity dress and so one of the ladies walked over to her and said girl you know you got on a maternity dress she said yes why she said because I'm expecting. 
There were no signs. There was no evidence. But hang around a while. Just hold on a little while. They're going to start showing here a little, there a little. A sign here, a sign there. Jesus said that's how it's going to be before his return. Watch for the signs. Just like birth pains, things will begin to happen one thing after another. Time is not yet. Hold on. But when the pains start becoming repetitive, Man, when my wife and I, we were expecting our first baby, I was alert. I read everything I could get my hands on about childbirth. I was, man, I was learning all those big words. I went to bed fully clothed. I was going to be ready. When that pain hit, I jumped up ready. She said, not yet. Man, I was, I, was, I was waiting. I was waiting. Then another pain would hit. No, nope, not yet. I said, I said, time to go. No, nope, not yet. And another pain. And then you can start timing them bad boys. And when they start happening rapidly, she said, okay, it's time to go. I'm telling you, we're living in a world now where you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. You don't know what's going to be in the newspaper. Every news station, alert, alert, alert. Every news station is bringing you crisis after crisis. What's going on? The baby is on the way. It's about to be delivered. It's not time to go to sleep. It's not a time to get cute. It's time to look up. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. Praise God. And he's coming back for the same type of people that started the church. The church was born in the fire. He's coming back for a church that is still on fire. He's not coming back for a sleepy church. He's not coming back for a scared church. He's not coming back for a lukewarm church. He's not coming back for a worldly church. Glory to God. I'm telling you, when that trumpet get ready to sound, I want the Lord to know whose side I'm on. Hallelujah. The Bible says holiness. Holiness! Without which no man shall see the Lord. You're not going to see Jesus on your terms. You're going to have to see him on his terms. Hallelujah. We need to examine ourselves and make sure that we're ready to meet God. Lord, when, it, when that rapture takes place, whew, not going to be no forewarning. One scripture says, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, that trumpet is going to sound. Too late to pray then. Too late to repent then. Too late to get baptized then. Too late to pray for the Holy Ghost then. It's going to be instant. It's going to be in a second. And the trumpet is going to sound. Friend, we need to live every day as if Calvary just happened. But what I'm afraid of is we get too casual. We've gotten too sophisticated. We've gotten so spoiled. We've got it so good. 
that we can't even hardly worship. We can't even hardly praise him because we don't feel like it. But I'm telling you, it ain't got nothing to do with how you feel. He is worthy. He if you're going to go in the rapture, you got to forget about yourself. you got to deny yourself. And... opportunity that I get to preach the gospel I approach it like this could be my last time this could be my last chance to reach out to you sir this could be my last opportunity to reach out to you ma'am so excuse me if I don't coat it and make it all sweet and sugary for you. I've got to tell it the way I feel it. I've got to preach it the way the Bible says it. You may not like it. It may not affect you. But I'm telling you, there is somebody looking for this. There is somebody wanting this. There is somebody that will take your place if you don't want it. Somebody does. I'm preaching to that somebody this morning. I'm preaching to that somebody that wanted it. I want to be saved. I want to be holy. I want to go in the rapture. Hallelujah. Of course, everybody's not going. Because a lot of people are going to be saved according to their own terms. We've got this religion, religiosity in the world. Everybody saved. Everybody saved. Everybody saved. Nobody goes to hell no more. Nobody. I hear people talk about, oh, this person in heaven, that person in heaven. I don't know when I hear somebody say somebody's in hell. You better not say that. <laughs> Who are you to judge? Nobody goes to hell. It's like hell doesn't even exist. Everybody saved. It doesn't matter what denomination, don't matter what group you're with, it just don't matter. As long as you receive the Lord in your heart, you receive the Lord. That don't even sound right by itself. Who are you to receive him? It's the other way around. He's the one that receives you. You didn't find him. He found you. You don't choose him. He chose you. Hallelujah. You got it turned around. Hallelujah. He don't follow you. You follow him. We got to get back to the book. We got to get back to the word. We got to get back to living what the Bible says. Somebody ought to praise the Lord. I need to get back to Bible. You talk about radical this and radical that. I would to God we get radical Christian. I wish we get radical apostolic. I wish we get radical Pentecostal where everybody in town knows there's a bunch of fanatics that go to that church. There's a bunch of fanatics. Them people don't know how to act. They don't know how to keep still. They are just... 
You know what? We're getting ready for the rapture. We're preparing ourselves for the rapture. We're getting ready for the corn to be blown. Hallelujah. And you know what? It's going to happen. Believe it or not, it's going to happen. Ready or not, it's going to happen. And it could happen today. If the rapture were to take place today, would you be ready? See, I'm not a prophet. I don't consider myself a prophet, but I'm a prophesy. Here it is. The church packed wall to wall. People all around the front, on the platform, wall to wall. King Holly moves shoulder to shoulder, packed out. The day after the rapture. That's when they're going to bust in the door. That's when they be running up. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'll do it. I'll be baptized. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. But it's going to be a day too late. Hallelujah. It's going to happen. People going to be running here looking for the pastor. Pastor going to be gone. People going to pray for me. Anoint me with oil. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. The day after the rapture, Lord, do you know what, that, what the rapture is? It means the catching away. The rapture means the snatching away of the bride of Christ, the church. The church is the body of Christ. When Jesus was here, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And when he deposited his spirit into the believers, he said, now you are the light of the world. I go to prepare a place for you. That where I am, there ye may be also. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. And then I shall receive you unto myself. That where I am, <laughs> there you may be also. Now, we are the light of the world. When the rapture takes place, he is going to take his light out of the world. Back unto himself. That means the world then will be in total darkness. You think it's hell now. You can't imagine what the world is going to be like with no praying restraints, with no Holy Ghost holding back the tide. You can't imagine what the world would be like when darkness completely envelops the world and Satan has full power. That's what's going to be left after the rapture. Now you sit here and tell me, well, Brother Easter, if I miss the rapture, I, 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 just, I just won't take the mark. I, I, I just won't. I'll I just go ahead and get my head chopped off. Who are you fooling? How can you think you're going to survive in a world when it's that hard? 
and you can't live for God now when it's easy. Who are you fooling? I'm telling you, you need to give it all you got while you got it right now. While you got a country that gives you liberty to clap your hands. While you can shout. While you can dance. While, woo, hallelujah. Take advantage of it now. Don't. Woo, hallelujah. Give it all you got now. Live for God now. Serve him now. Man, I get excited when I think about going home. No more heart attacks. No more cancer. No more diabetes. No more hospitals. No more cemeteries. No more mortgage payments. It's real. And it could happen today. Rapture? Who are you kidding? You mean to tell me the Bible talks about people just being zapped up? Yes. That never happened before. Yes, it did. In the Bible, there's a guy named Enoch. The Bible says he walked with God, and then he wasn't there because God <laughs> took him. Then God was just practicing. <laughs> yeah, that works. Man, that sounds like science fiction. That sounds like something out of Star Trek. You know, beam me up, Scotty. I kind of think Star Trek got that idea from the Bible. Because it's going to happen. When that trumpet sounds, the dead in Christ going to rise up. Then we, which are still alive, shall be changed. This mortal shall put on immortality. This flesh is going to take on a spiritual body. That's why you need the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is the power that raised up Jesus. It's that same Holy Ghost that's going to raise you up. That's going to change you. That's going to get you through the ceiling tile. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, I would today. You get overflowed with it and get ready because Jesus is coming. And it could happen. It happened this day. Would you be ready? Woo. Are you ready? Ready. Ready? Are you ready? Are y'all ready?
Watch this, watch this. I'm floating in space. What happened? I was just in church. Oh, as far as you can see, stars. You look down and there's the earth. And all around you are saints from all the ages dressed in white shimmering clothes. Is this, is this real? Am I dreaming? Oh my goodness, wait a minute. What's going on? Is this one of those flashbacks of some drug I took 20 years ago? Oh Lord, look at this. And all of a sudden, you notice everybody's looking up. And you look up and there's a brilliant gold star. Oh, Lord. What's, what's that? I don't know. Look. And then all of a sudden, the whole group begins to move upwards. And we're going faster. And planets are going by. Milky Ways are going by. Galaxies. What is this? What's going on? Look. It's, wait a minute. Hold it. That's not a star. I see city. That's a city. I see buildings. That's a city. It's a golden city. Then, and then we all we all land on the shores of that city. Streets, look at the streets. This, this is what John was talking about. He said streets of gold, but it's better than that. That's the best he could describe it. It's, there's no words for it. Walls of jasper and the pearl gate. My Lord. I hope I'm not dreaming. Man, this is awesome. And as we stand there before that beautiful gate, angels begin to descend down from the clouds just looking at us. And we're like, look. And as we, as we scan the crowd, you know, the amazing thing is we already know who everybody is. No, we don't need no introduction. We just, oh, my God. There's James. And there's the Apostle John. And there's Mark. There's Paul. Oh, there's Grandma. Grandma. Oh, my God. And there's Uncle Dave. How did he get here? Oh, it's going to be. Bishop Myers. Hey, Bishop, I made it. Woo! I made it. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> then, <clears throat> around that time, an angel will stand in front of the crowd and says, all entering at this gate. And he turns around and we all begin to follow him into this beautiful banquet hall. And we walk in, and it's so elaborate, and tables are spread, and name, name plates on each spot. And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's in alphabetical order. <laughs> e, E, Easter, Mike Easter. <laughs> I got 
I got my spot. Oh, this is awesome. And then the angel started walking through the congregation with these beautiful crowns. And we just looking in amazement. The angels come past you and they hand you a crown. And then they hand you a crown. And you look at your crown and it's bedecked with all kinds of jewels. And you're like, wow. And then the angel says, you see these jewels? Each jewel represent a soul that you saved. Now this is the kicker right here. You looking at your crown covered with jewels and you thinking they gave me the wrong crown. <laughs> All these souls Lord have mercy. I don't, I don't remember doing all this. Then the angel come back and says, remember that night in service when you spoke in tongues? You didn't know what you were praying for, but the Holy Ghost got in there and began to move your prayer. And you reached that one and this one and that one and this one. And you had no idea. That's why when you come to church, that's when you ought to speak in tongues. Whenever the Spirit of God move on you. Because it helps our infirmities to pray for things we should be praying for but don't know. That's why you ought to talk in tongues every chance you get. God is using you. God is moving through you. Hallelujah. You become a vessel in his hands. All these souls. Everybody get their crown. And we're beside ourselves like, oh my goodness. And then all of a sudden, this big 12-foot angel walks in the room. Golden sash around his waist. And he stands before that multitude of people. And right behind the angel is these two big double cedarwood doors with golden handles. And there's a seam in the middle, pitch black beyond the door. And that angel stands and looked at the crowd. Those of you who hold the crown, who among you are worthy to wear that crown? You stand there looking at your crown, and you're thinking, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Ain't no way I'm worthy. Then the angel says, there is only one that is worthy. Introducing. All of a sudden, a blinding blue light choo, shines through the crevices of the door as the door slowly begins to open. He who is and who was and is to come. The Almighty, the beginning and the ending, the chief cornerstone, the day spring, the everlasting to everlasting, the God of the universe, the Holy One, the Judge, the King of Kings, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the bright and morning star, the tree of life, the rose of Sharon, the living water. Woo, hallelujah. Door 
those doors open, the light penetrates into that room, and Jesus walks out. I wonder how you gonna act when you set your eyes on him for the first time. I don't believe you're gonna be cool, calm, and collected. I don't believe you're gonna sit there with your arms crossed. Hallelujah. I'm gonna be like that guy in that old song, Hold My Mule. Woo! Jesus! It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Remain standing. It's going to happen. I need a, I need a drummer. I need a drummer. Hallelujah. Look at somebody say it's going to happen. Drummer, I want you to give me a heartbeat. It's going to happen. Be ready. Are you ready today? Have you repented of your sins? You got sin in your life. You have not asked God to forgive you of yet. God's going to bring it to your attention right now. In the next few minutes, you need to cleanse your spirit. You got bitterness in your heart, you need to deal with it right now. Take it to the Lord. Say, God, take this out of my heart. I don't want nothing to be in my way. I want to be pleasing to you. Cleanse me. Forgive me. I don't want nothing to stand between me and you. Young lady, there is no man worth missing the rapture over. He's got to be number one. Sir, there's no woman worth missing the rapture over. Let go of all the things that are tying you down to this world. Let it go. Make a decision. Put sin away from you. Lay the drugs down. He's coming. Now, my question is this. What if we knew that the rapture was going to take place in 10 minutes? You know what I want to do in closing? I want to do a rapture drill. They have fire drills. Why not a rapture drill? Are you ready? We just got information from the United Pentecostal International Headquarters. Our superintendent, David Bernard, has issued a proclamation to be read to all churches all over the world. There is indisputable evidence that Jesus Christ is coming back in 10 minutes. Just a heartbeat. Ten minutes. 
Are you ready? You got 10 minutes. Men and brethren, what shall we do? Good question. That's a Bible question. It deserves a Bible answer. Preacher, what I need to do? The Bible says you need to repent and be baptized. Every one of you. Every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of all your sins. If you would do that, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Born again of water and spirit. This promise is to you. And not just you. It's to your children. And all of them that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. For there is only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's only one way to be saved. And with many other words, Peter exhorted them, and that's what he said, save yourself. Save yourself. Nobody can do this for you but you. You got seven minutes. Now I'm going to ask you to pray for your family that's not here. Pray for your loved ones that's not saved. You can do more in three minutes of prayer than what somebody else can do. Amen. In a year, God is ready to do a great work. He's ready to turn things around. He'll send his word beyond the prison walls. He'll send his word to the, amen, to the old folks home and penitentiaries. God is able to release that habit off of you. He's able to break that chain. Pray for your children. You got six minutes left. This is not a time to be cute. This is not a time to be religious. This is a time to get your soul ready. Ready or not, he's coming. Believe it or not, he's coming. It could happen in five more minutes. How are you going to pray? You got five minutes. How are you going to pray? God is watching. God is watching right now. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for my pride. I'm sorry, Lord, for being apathetic. I'm sorry, God, I've been lazy. God, oh, Lord, I don't want to be left behind. Time is ticking away, sir. Your time is running out. You better pray like you know. You better pray like you know. Jesus is coming. Three minutes left. And it's all going to be over. It's all going to be over. We're going to get our reward. We're going to see our loved ones again. We're going to be on the streets of gold. Are you ready to go? Are you ready to go? Who's on the Lord's side? Who is on the Lord's side? You better pray like you know. Two minutes left. You still looking around. You still watching. You still acting like you're okay. You are not okay. Quit lying to yourself. Quit deceiving yourself. Jesus is coming.
The angels are gathering. The angels are gathering. The angels are gathering. One minute left. One minute. One minute. You don't believe it, do you? You still don't believe it, do you? It's going to catch you unawares. It's going to catch you unprepared. 40 seconds. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Are we there? Did it happen? It didn't happen. It didn't happen yet. It didn't happen yet because everybody wasn't ready. He has given you another chance, sir. Young lady, he's given you another chance. If you would obey the gospel, he that believe and is baptized shall be saved. You want to make it? This is your chance now. He's giving you more grace. We're ready to baptize anybody that wants to be baptized right now. In the name of Jesus, the only name whereby we must be saved. If you've never been filled with the Holy Ghost, God has given you another chance to receive it. All you need to do, if you want the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, you've never experienced it and you want it. I want you to lift your hands right now. I've never received the Holy Ghost. I want it. Lift your hands. Look around, church. You see these people with their hands up? Keep them up. Keep them up. I want the Holy Ghost. Church, I want somebody to go to them right now. Will you go to them right now and pray with them? I want you to open your mouth and begin to praise them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The more you praise them out loud, the more his spirit falls on you. Open your mouth and begin to praise them. Go, go, go. Open your mouth and praise him. Hallelujah. You want to be baptized? You got another chance. Let somebody know. 
I'm ready to be baptized. I don't want to miss him. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Get ready. Don't put it off. Don't put it off another day. He's giving you another chance. He's giving you another opportunity. Hallelujah. I want you to go to somebody. Find somebody to pray with. Go to somebody and encourage them. Go to somebody. Join hands with somebody. We're going to go. We're going to do it together. I need you. You need me. We got to go together. Pray for me. I'll pray for you. Let's do it together. Go and lead through that promised land. What a day. Thank you, Lord. Come on, pray for your brother. Pray for your sister. He's given you another chance. He has given you another chance. Be baptized. Get baptized right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, come forward. Let's go together. Let's go together. What a day! Jesus, do it now. Oh, 